Oh, back so soon, are you? What can I say? You've got my attention now. It's gonna run you two troths tonight. Every time? Every time. (sighs) Fine. Thank you kindly. I think you'll like this one. It's about a boy that lives by his lonesome on the riverbank in heart. They say his mama drowned in the river a few years back, screaming his name for help. But he just stood there, frozen, fear clutching at his heart, until he didn't hear his name no more. Boy used to have two brothers, too, comforted him after he watched their mama die, but... Well, sometimes tragedy begets fear, and other times fear begets tragedy. Those two boys drowned in the river just a few months later. Same holler and same name being cried out. Same little boy, frozen in fear right there on the riverbank. Probably right in the same spot. Other folks might have left by now, not wanting to meet the same fate themselves, but that boy don't want to leave the riverbank. Says he can't. Some people say he's still crippled by that fear of the river. Some people say he still hears someone calling his name during the night, screaming for his help from just beneath the surface of the water. everyone and welcome to heart the state within our actual podcast presented by university and d my name is blake croft i will be your game master and your keeper for the evening and it is my absolute honor to welcome all four of my players yeah i'm jacob i'm alex i'm lily and i'm katie welcome everybody Welcome to session three. I'm so glad we're all here together, and I'm so glad you are (laughs) (laughs) listening to session three. We are playing a game called Cult Divinity Lost. It's a Powered by the Apocalypse system. If you haven't listened to our first two episodes, please go listen to those right now. What is everyone laughing about? What do you mean? How do you know what we're doing? This is audio only. Oh, you're right. I, I can't see you, actually. Yeah. Today, (laughs) what are we doing today, Blake? Today, we're going to be getting everyone together and seeing what uh, fun, kooky adventures we can get up to in the horrible, gritty, horror-filled city of heart. Blake, you didn't tell me there were other players in this campaign. I'm sorry, Alex. It's actually uh, just a solo campaign now with just you, and they're all spectators. This was not in the contract. We're going to have to have a discussion. We are going to get started. We're going to 
shift time backwards a little bit, and we're going to come back to Alex and Lily. So, so Jacob and Katie, <laughs> hang on for a bit. Atticus, I'm currently dying. I'm like, yeah. I'm <laughs> unconscious. That wasn't Again. Too loud. <laughs> Atticus. Oh, God. Silas falls in front of you to the ground, dead. What are you doing out here? You look around. You hear silence now in the woods surrounding this cabin. Um, I think the adrenaline's still going, and I'm you know, almost like borderline hyperventilating, kind of looking at where that strange creature bounded off to. And you look behind you, and you see that the creature has gone the opposite direction, bounded off the side of the house, and has left no... There are no remaining sounds or howls anymore. You don't hear running. In fact, you don't hear anything, not even small animals in this moment. Okay, kind of wide-eyed looking around. I think I see uh, Dot, or as Atticus calls her, Dorothy. We're not friends yet. Just kind of lying on the ground and just try, even though I have like half my collarbone exposed outside of my body right now, <laughs> um, try and like drag her with one arm back into the cabin. Okay. You do that just sort of caking up all of the mud and leaves onto her clothes but you drag her around to the front door and pull her inside and slam it shut you pull me up the stairs i actually drop you down the stairs on accident so you just like roll down ding 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 um what a gentleman i'm gonna try and look around i guess i will i don't know what i observe a situation or something so what do what are you looking for i need to find something to like stop bleeding right oh, now. Oh, I see. I think I think that'll be I I'm not I'm I'm not going to make you roll for that as you're looking around just this part up here on the on the first floor. You see there are rags that you could probably use as a tourniquet of some sort. Yeah, there's not any medical supplies over here. You sort through all the cabinets, but there's not any strictly made for medical supplies. All right, then I think I'm checking out the basement. Okay. You push open the door. Down in the basement, there is no light here. That's you good. walk down the stairs. They creak far more than they should. And you curve around, and you see what looks to you like some sort of not laboratory in the traditional sense, but a, I think a workshop would be a better word for it. There is a central island with some strange wood carvings spread among the, the, the surface of the island. They are in the shape of various different animals. You see a delicately carved owl, a wolf, a bear, and you see around the workshop, around this table, there are variations on these blades that Silas was wearing on his hands. You see that there are various sized gloves that have various sized blades, some that look like they could copy the markings of smaller animals like wolves, larger animals like bears. 
you see all of them are bloodied. Hmm. And then on the shelves and things that are around, there are also a couple strange knickknacks and th- think just things of strange nature. There are jars of paint, but there's no medical supplies down here. Oh, good. Um, am I like actively dying right now? No. Okay. I think if you if you if you tend to the wound enough, you probably will be able to at least stabilize it for the night. Okay. I guess I'll just try and take whatever rags I can and Okay. Apply pressure or whatnot. You do you do find more rags down here that you can bring up and wrap them around and, and, and cut off the blood. Does he have any he had some alcohol upstairs, right? Mm-hmm. I'll make sure to soak the rags and whatnot. And what would okay. I know? Would I know to do that? I don't think I would know to do that. Okay. Then um, yeah, we'll say the, the yeah the wound's not necessarily sterile, but you can stop the bleeding. Okay. So you are not actively dying right now. That's good. It um, is sometime okay. in the middle of the night. I don't think I can get. Dorothy to like a bed or anything so I'm just gonna try and shake her awake a little bit or something I mean hopefully she's coming back to consciousness otherwise she might be having serious brain damage it could be bad at, at, at this point she's able to be shaken towards consciousness Atticus Dot? we gotta stop meeting like this <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> Sorry, he doesn't laugh. Because he's angry and sad. How are you quipping? Like as soon as you wake up, like that's, <laughs> that's the first who thing I you do. Am. That's, you're that's, who she that's funny. Is. Um, Dot, I'm not doing too well. Uh, we've got to get the hell out of these woods, but uh, not right now. Fair enough. Blake, how much do you think I know about first aid? Probably not much. Probably everybody, mm-hmm. you Burns, all probably mostly. know as much as you might know in real life, which is vague concepts. Mm-hmm. Actually, less because we have access wow, to Wow, I hope we run into a doctor somewhere. <laughs> wow, I wish there was a doctor playing in this game. Yeah, so probably <laughs> vague concepts, but how to apply them, not not too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I need to lie down. All right. Sure. And you each climb into one of the beds, trying your best to make some sort of makeshift harness or tourniquet to prevent the bleeding, Atticus. And you go to sleep for the night. Where's my cat, Blake? Your cat's here. Yes. Nice. The morning comes in through the window. You hear something waking you up outside. It sounds like wheels skidding to a stop on a track. The train that is not too far from the cabin is pulling itself to a stop. I think as fast as I can, I'm, I'm rolling out of bed. Okay. Yeah, I think like yeah. grabbing our stuff and like... Yeah, you gather your things. Leave immediately. And walk Let's out the out front here. door. You, you run outside as quick as you can with all your things waving down. You see 
the train, which is usually run by itself, has come to this point with just one car, likely before they have started their usual runs throughout the day. This car has large lanterns on either side. It makes it look like a some sort of rescue car, and you see a young man, he can't be more than 25, holding on to a rail that hops off. He hops off as the train comes to a stop. Oh, hell, you you all don't look so good. I was coming in to investigate. They um, they said half the train didn't return. We are all that's left. Right. Well, come on. I'll I'll, I'll get you back to the city. If that's where you were trying to go. Please. Thank you very much. There's no others. The only. Uh, the only other person that was with us was responsible for the whole thing. I see. And the rest of the train? Wait, is it not there on the train? It's uh, it's for well. This is in the woods, and the train oh. is. The rest of the train is uh, by the track somewhere, mostly cargo cars. So, luckily, no one else got hurt. Right. All right. We'll hop in. Um. I'll send someone back to take a look at this, but y'all look like you're in need of medical attention. What gave it away? You hop in the car, and this is not nearly as nice and spacious as the other one was, but it's fine, and you head towards the city. It takes maybe a half hour to get there, and you come off as you approach the city you see that the Elysian district cuts off from the rest of the city as an offshoot not an island but more like a peninsula and an offshoot of the rest of the city there are no walls marking the 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 city proper but it's a very clear distinction between the countryside and the buildings that rise up in this district you see the cobblestone starts almost immediately from grass you are dropped off at the train station, and he goes, uh, wait right here, I'll, I'll talk to one of my supervisors. And he comes back, he goes, we're going to send a team to go check out the rest of the tracks. Um, they said there, you said there might have been someone else hurt, maybe a couple people. We, we don't really know the details, but as far as we could gather... It was some kind of heist gone right. wrong. Yeah, that's 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 part of the reason we came and investigated. There was a an important shipment, and well, they said it never made it here. So, well, um, I don't mean to bother y'all, but they said they are gonna have to bring you to the district police for questioning. It's just protocol. <sighs> All right. Right. Um, well, the the team's on their way, so um, if you'll both follow me, and he takes you off of the main station and into the cobbled streets of the Elysian District in Hart. This time of morning, the street is already bustling, too busy. There are too many people here with not enough things to do, and... 
so everyone is going to 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 work or to wherever they're headed for the day but everywhere is like a, a parade type crowd in the Elysian district at least he takes you to this large mostly glass on the front wall building and he he, he points you inside uh, this is the Elysian uh, district police station they'll get you situated with medical attention and if you'll just answer any questions they may have you should be okay thank you very much you walk in through the glass doors and you see that the district police are just now getting there starting their shifts and you see one of them come in through the front door now. It, this is Ted Garner. Ted, do you have like a, a cup of coffee, a cigarette? Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah, it's early morning and you just had the night shift. So I'm guessing you don't look too well rested. But you come uh, in yeah. and are immediately greeted with these people who you were briefly told on your walk in were going to be there. Um, and to take them in for, for questioning. All right, you two. Come on. And who do we have the pleasure? Officer Ted Garner. I'll try to make it quick. You probably want to get out of here, and I want to get you the fuck out of here, so let's make it easy. I'm glad we have an understanding. Sounds great. Yep, follow me. And, uh, Ted, as you know, typically with situations like this where the city has requested someone to come in for questioning. They, the protocol is to just have the, put them in the chief's office and to have them wait for the chief. And you do know that chief clay is, is coming in this morning. Gotcha. So I'm not supposed to question them at all. Well, I mean, you can ask them a couple protocol questions, but, or or just like regular questions, but it is the chief's job to, to do that. Understood, understood. All right, I guess I'll just like ask some basic stuff as we're I'm bringing them in, to the office. Yep, sure. And just be like, um, they didn't really tell me much about why you guys are here. What's uh, what's going on? There's a train, and uh, half of it didn't make it back to the station, and we were on that half. Got stranded in the woods. Well, that doesn't sound like that's what usually happens on trains uh do you happen to know why half of it just up and fucked off or i'm sorry are you the one questioning us uh for now uh are you uh, what the captain of the station are you questioning us in an official capacity because if so i would like representation perhaps for my attorney all right um okay but anyway lady um anything else you want to tell me um, Dot, I wouldn't speak. Just, I'll, I know people. They can fine. help I'll you. I'll defer to my companion. Okay. All right, right this way. You put them in the chief's all-glass office at the back of the station, and you both wait there in, in two chairs. Ted, Wait, you get... Can I, can I ask Atticus something first? Yeah. Hey, um, Atticus. So, do people like recognize you? Or are we are we gonna go with the the Michael 
alias? Or like, what's the plan with this? Why would they recognize me? I mean, I've got a few regular clients, I suppose, but... Oh, yeah. With the clothes that you make? Right. Yes, I do a fine job. And Can't you do tell? Do you want me to call I... you Michael or not? For now, yes. Alex, I will say, it's not its not unheard of for them to recognize you sure. as typically even, even young members of the families of the elites, of those that know which is what we're calling the the five families that are in charge of heart. They have paintings and things of that sort, sketches in the news a lot and in the papers. I I feel fairly confident in the fact that I look very rough yeah. right now, that I may not be recognized. Okay. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, and maybe unless someone were to to know you, then that's fair. Ted, you get settled in for the day. You have a, a couple things of, of paperwork. But about half an hour later, the chief comes strolling into the office. He is a a large, burly man with this thick brown beard that's shaved pretty close to his face, but still where it exists is incredibly thick. And he walks in through the door and, and looks at you and looks over to his office and he goes, Oh, God. Garner. Yeah. Garner, could you please explain to me why there is an 18-year-old girl and is... Is that one of the salt boys? God damn Can you explain uh, to me why they're both in my office at 9.30 in the morning? Yes, sir. Uh, I just got here about 30 minutes before you did, and... I don't know. They didn't really want to talk to me, so either get them a lawyer or all they really told me is that uh, they were on some train that some shit went down and that's all they wanted to tell me. So I leave it to you, boss. (laughs) All right, Garner, you're not off the hook, but I'll go see what's going on. He comes in and sits down in front of you guys and just silence for at least a minute. You were on that train, right? Is this my attorney here? <laughs> you're one of the salt boys, right? I'm afraid uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Right. Convincing. I see the likeness, I suppose. You know, I uh, used to be friends with your daddy. I, I met you once. When you were young, you probably don't remember me. Uh, Not on this side of town very much. I assumed. So I do know him. Do you want me to roll for my disadvantage here? Um, I I, didn't do that at the beginning. Oh, right. Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you roll for liar here? But I don't think this is someone you met that you would have like told a lie to. He probably met you when you were like five, maybe ten. Okay. Well, just to get. Yeah. Go ahead and roll your liar. So, um, you take three hold on me, thought? Take, oh, wow, fail, okay. Okay, so when you meet someone you know, I will, I will do that. Yikes, <laughs> uh-oh. And, uh, and you, miss, what's your name? Dorothy? Dorothy Wright? I'm from the countryside, you probably wouldn't know my family. Right. Okay. 
I'm here to question you, but we don't really do attorneys in the Elysian District. Most people can't afford them, but I do suppose you could request for us to wait until yours arrives, Mr. While we wait, you could get us some medical attention, please. Oh, of course, your highness. Give me one second. He walks out of the room. Blake, how do I feel about the fact that I now know that Atticus is a salt? And what does that mean to me? Oh, yes. So, yeah, he hadn't told you that he was a salt before. So, those that know our five families at the top of heart, salt. the salt family is one of them. These five families are... They're all in charge of something important around the city. Uh, I'll just go through them here. The Gray family controls the coal and also tend to be in charge of things like the worker unions and any sort of industrial regulations and things of that sort. The Young family controls the water and particularly has permits over all the aqueducts in the city. Um, they They also tend to be in charge of crisis management and they're also in charge of the police force the walker family controls the church and also education the harrington family controls the money and any taxes commerce debt collection all that sort and the salt family controls the salt which is a valuable resource within heart and and a scarce one they're also in charge of permits zoning all of that sort of thing but for you, Dot, what you would know is that the Salt family, how long, Alex, what did we say, five years ago? Two I years ago? I think so, yeah. I, five, five? I think it was five years ago. No. Okay. Five years ago, after pretty much a, a century of constant prices for, for salt and for other commodities, five years ago, the Salt family significantly raised the price of salt and that encouraged the other families to follow suit and raise the prices of a lot of the valuable resources within heart. And so the last few years have been, especially among lower class parts of the city have been kind of a fight for resources. And for you as a baker or for your parents as bakers, salt is a pretty important resource for storing food, giving food flavor, things of that nature. So you would know that the Salt family has made your parents' lives significantly harder and significantly less profitable in the last few years. I just kind of stay silent. I'm not kind of avoiding eye contact once my name has been uttered. Yeah. Dot, are you saying anything? Or Mm-mm. I think I think I'm... I think I'm angry in a way, and so I'm just like bouncing my leg really aggressively up and down, and also pointedly not looking at him. Okay, he he walks out, and a couple of the other officers are are coming in now, uh, a little late for the day. You see, Garner um, Jetson walks in, who you had spoken to yesterday, stack of books in his hand. <laughs> And, and sits down. He also looks incredibly tired. And what the the chief uh, calls and has w- one of your one of the medics that uh, works with the district police station who who 
usually helps with you know any any criminals or anything that need attention paid to them medically or anything of that sort and he has uh he has them come in are you doing anything while that happens ted uh yeah if the chief has walked out for a second i'll be like chief do you need anything from me because unlike jetson over here i'm not fucking drooling over this paperwork (laughs) yeah um i've been meaning to talk to you i had sort of a strange night last night got a couple calls that i wasn't quite expecting jetson tells me you were um looking into uh one of these deaths uh looking into is kind of a strong word but um when you come across someone standing over a body in an alley usually you kind of want to know why so yeah i guess i asked around a little bit someone standing over a body you have a suspect I did, but, uh, yeah, that lead kind of ran cold. Well, see, I got a strange call that had me thinking about these deaths. Do you remember Do you remember that man that came in a few days ago? Lee? Lee something? Yeah. And, you, and you, that, that vaguely sounds familiar. I don't know if you necessarily spoke to him. Sure. He came in for questioning. His, his wife said... He had taken their kid and ran. I remember he, he we we let him go. Clear it wasn't any sort of kidnapping or anything of that sort. Although I do remember he sounded strange. Anyway, his uh his wife called me last night. Said he'd gone missing. Nobody's seen him in a few days. What about the kid? Not sure. Haven't looked into it. But it made me think, the things he said when we were questioning him, he talked a bit like some of these other people have been talking, seeing things. In fact, I didn't think anything of it at the time, but he said that that God told him to take their kid. So I just started thinking he might be another victim of this thing. Yeah, I don't really know what any of that fucking rambling means, but it sounds uh, pretty familiar. He didn't. While this oh, conversation sorry. is taking place, let's go over to Annie's apartment. Annie, you saw this toothy smile sitting on the face of your shadow on the ground. What would you have? What would you have done? This was last night. I think. After the weird day that we had, I think I would try to shake Clara awake. Okay. As you, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little flashback right mm-hmm. now. As you walk forward, the shadow trailing in front of you, you hear a voice coming from it. No, 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 wait. Wait. Annie. I'm your friend. I don't really have friends. Sorry. I'm everyone's friend, Annie. I'm... I I should be much too stable to be having hallucinations right now. It's no hallucination, Annie. Well, I know that's not true. You've heard of people before, seeing it. 
And now you're seeing it in front of you. It's what? me. What, God? That's right. I have a patient to take care of, and I'll go and try to wake up Clara. As you walk in, you see, uh, the shadow trails in front of you, just, wait, 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 we're still talking. We're still talking, Annie. I get the sense you don't believe in me. I get the sense I shouldn't. That's okay. Fear is a natural reaction. It's okay, Annie. You don't have to believe in me now, but you will. You move to shake Clara awake, and as you move to shake Clara, your feet start to sink into the floor, (gasps) and your hands stretch in front of you as Clara stretches an infinite distance away from you until you fall out of it and shake yourself awake and realize that you are on that second level of reality, just waking up from a dream. You look down, you see your shadow looks normal on the floor. It is morning. You are on the couch. Clara is awake. She's in the small kitchenette. She goes, oh, hey, you're awake. That's good. Yes. Gosh, sorry, I had you were sleepwalking, which isn't super common. No, I need to look into that. How are you feeling today? Better. Yeah. Do you recall much of what happened last night? Not too much. That's all right. You got into something you shouldn't have. Right. How do you feel about a walk? This morning, I'm, uh, I'm supposed to meet a friend, and, uh, completely slipped my mind until now, and I think it would be good for you to get some fresh air. Sure. I'll come with. Back in the police station, Atticus, you are getting medical help from this medic, and the chief walks back in. All right. You feeling more up to answering our questions now? Uh, do you need an address or something? Oh, God. You want me to call your daddy? Not my father, just... I can give you a number. And he's, like, gritting his teeth, trying to comply. But he picks up the phone. And you, you tell him the number, and he calls. All right, your family. This is a, this is like a an in-house lawyer, I imagine, for your family. Yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking that as well. They're tied up in something right now. They say they can be here by the evening, though. So you might have to wait here a couple hours, pretty boy. I guess I better get comfortable. He he, he hates you. He's just shaking his head. <laughs> he hates you so bad. Good. <laughs> Garner. What? That suspect you had. Yeah. She showing any of those same signs? Hallucinations, that sort of thing? Maybe. I don't know. You want me to go double check? Yeah. Can't hurt. I just... I got a bad feeling about this sort of thing. And, well, we'll talk about it when you're back, but... 
I don't think it's a killer. Then what is it? I think someone's spreading something. Some sort of sickness. Uh, and how does that spread? Am I fucked or am I okay? Well, I don't know. That's the thing is, uh, if it were a regular sickness, I'm sure the whole of the Elysian district might have it by now, but I don't know. It seems to only affect certain people, certain circumstances. Makes me think someone's engineering some state of psychopathy. Anyway, go find them, bring them back here. We'll see if they're showing any of the same symptoms. Uh, whatever you say. And I'll just stand up, put my hat on, just walk okay. out. Yeah. You walk out and you meet Annie in the labyrinth, the center of this labyrinth, going through all the alleys. You see her standing there with Clara. <clears throat> Hey, uh, Annie, you gotta come back down to the station. Oh. Good morning. Yeah, morning. I hope you slept well. Clara, I don't want you to get mixed up in all of this. I'm gonna go with Officer Ted now, and you're free to do whatever you like for the day. Just wherever you got your treats last night, stay out of there, okay? I will. Okay. Stay safe, Fanny. Thank you. You too. What's going on? I don't know. Chief says uh, that maybe this is all like a sickness. That's... I don't know what the fuck's going on. Can you just come with me, please? Sure, sure. Well, I'm the right person to talk to about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, anything else weird happen with a... Uh, Clara? No, just what you were there for. She's okay, though. She always is. That's good. Um, she reminds me of a... I've got an informant of my own who... I guess is not too similar to her, but kind of bears some resemblance. Anyway. His name's Tweaks. Tweaks. Interesting name. Yeah, you could probably imagine how he got it. You haven't heard, I know it's only been a few hours, no additional mm, murders have occurred, have they? Uh, I think like a train blew up or something, but, uh... Damn. No, nothing that, uh... Nothing not anything that... that we were looking into, no. Okay. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully this won't take long. I'll try to get you out of here, because Chief can be... Kind of annoying sometimes, but is what it is. You both arrive at the police station. The chief, Chief Clay, has come back into the office with you, and he's holding a, a piece of paper in his hand, and he goes, Well, well, well. Someone was hiding something. They said they went back to the uh, side of the explosion, found a couple more dead bodies there, four, and then one at the cabin as well. You both know anything about that? He's talking to Dot and I? Yeah. Okay. Guess we'll wait and see, I guess. It's all a surprise. You think you're so much better than me, Salt. 
better than all of us. I never said that. I just want to make sure things go smoothly. Oh, I'll make sure they go smoothly. It's going to be a lot of fun putting you in cuffs. Look, the only difference between you and me, Salt, is that the shit my family found wasn't running out. You're not above the law. Well, uh, it is with great joy that I can let you know I did not break any laws. Well. Listen, I, I'm, I'm going to kind of put on a understanding tone now. Okay. I'm, not, I'm actually not messing with them. Okay. Listen, some weird things happened after the train crash. And I just want to make sure that everything goes accordingly. Because I know there are differences in our status. And that people like you often just want to get back at people like me. I didn't do anything wrong. And I'd be happy to help with the investigation. Well, I appreciate the offer. We'll let due process sort all that out. <clears throat> Garner and Annie, you come in. Chief comes up to you, Annie. So you're the suspect I'm hearing so much about. Or, sorry, acquaintance. I'm Chief Clay. Lovely to meet you. I'm Annie Byrne. Annie, you had any sort of hallucinations lately? Seeing anything out of the ordinary? There's a lot of things that are out of the ordinary in the Elysian District. Right, I'm talking about anything that might categorize itself as an entity. God, maybe. And you see on the ground next to you this smile materialize again in your shadow and it goes Annie let's not be too hasty here in revealing ourselves Chief I've never associated myself with the church I am um, I'm a little too practical to believe in such silly things I feel perfectly fine and the God on the ground in front of you says, I'm glad we could come to some sort of arrangement, Annie. Annie, you're going to take a temporary disadvantage here. What? If you'll add haunted to your list of disadvantages. What? Oh, no. oh my. What does this do? <laughs> oh, great heavens. Jesus. So haunted says whenever you are distracted or weakened, you will roll. I mean, honestly, we're going so to go do ahead such and great do that. things together. Go ahead and do that once now. Go ahead and roll, and we'll look at how much hold I can take on you. Oh, my gosh. And the hold here can be used. It's zero, one, or three hold that I can take on you. And if I have hold on you, what I can use it for is I can have this entity make a request of you. You are inclined to follow, but if you don't follow their request at some point their power begins to, whatever this entity is, it says in the book that they can take control of you or cause some sort of sleepwalking or something of that oh, no. nature if you resist them for too long. Okay, I'm going to roll. So go ahead and Let's roll. hope for something good. 
Okay, so I get three hold against you. So the highest fail. So that's a complete fail. So crap. I have three hold. But it's the best complete fail. Hey, it's the best possible complete fail. I will let you know. Like the winner of the losers. Um. Yeah, Atticus and and Dot. Did you want to say anything else while while you're left alone in that room? I think I can't take the awkward silence anymore. Okay. I'm sitting here for like probably close to an hour now maybe longer yeah. so, so the jig is up the salt. news is out oh yeah the news now I understand why you were so keen to keep it from me yeah, I'm sure a baker or a hunter or whatever the hell you are wouldn't exactly like me not particularly well, if it makes you feel any better, I don't really control the prices. I figured. I mean, if there's someone who understands that you're not who your parents are, it's me. So while I am angry at your last name, I'm trying my best to not be angry at you. Well, uh, after the night we had, I can understand that. I mean, you say my life multiple times, so I think all the anger and, you know, gratefulness cancel out, I guess. Good. Then we can say we're neutral. Fair enough. I think you would realize that I'm not too much different. Well, when, when you're stuck in a forest being hunted uh, with someone. I think we all realize we're really not too different, are we? No. I think we were both shitting our pants. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And um, my, I'm petting uh, Strudel in my lap. Ted, the, the, the chief corrals you and Annie over to one end. All right. Um, I asked Jetson, Jetson to get me some papers, and so let me let me walk through. I need you to tell me everything you know about this killer. Jetson said you went and investigated a little. You find anything out? Yeah. Uh, the victim I found last night. Her name was Nora Ridley, fifties. Um, when I found her, it was the same kind of cause of death that I guess the others had where it looked like suffocation kind of but it was unclear how they actually died we found out that she had a bit of a gambling problem she was at the black light a lot so we visited over there I guess she was there with a friend named Beverly long story short Nora was really scared so she wanted to be with someone and thought that someone was watching her or following her or something and then uh, they got split up she ends up dead in the alley. Couldn't really fill in all the gaps, but that's what I got. Annie, you gather anything else? Well, I'm no police officer, but um, she was fairly healthy. She'd had some kind of cold or something the first uh, a few days prior, but nothing life-threatening. Well then, Garner, it sounds like my theory is coming together more and more like I was saying 
I think someone is trying to engineer some sort of pathogen, something that causes hallucinations, maybe manifests as some sort of demon, or I guess in this case, God, tells people to do certain things that they shouldn't be doing, and then, who knows, maybe if they don't oblige, it kills them. How does a hallucination kill someone exactly, if it's not real? Yeah, that part I haven't put together yet. And Jetson comes comes in with the papers, and he puts it in the chief's lap. Thank you, Jetson. Look, if you don't want the case, I'll give it to Jetson. But if you want it, it's yours. Sounds like it's mine, then. And paperwork for you, Jetson. He goes, yes. Yeah, you're you're welcome, Jetson. <laughs> and the phone rings in the in the chief's office. He goes in and 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 picks it up, and he comes back out. Uh, right, Garner and Annie. Just I I got a the train station said they had some things they wanted me to look at. Said it might help on the case. I gotta I gotta go down there and. Figure out what the hell's going on. Said they have a couple bodies. Damn. All right. I'm in charge then. I need you to stay with those kids in there. They're, um, well, I'll get into hell of a lot of trouble if they leave our site. But, and he, he leans in close to you, Garner. If you had to go take a look at some of these things, I might start with figuring out who's taking those bodies if you leave the station just take the kids with you can't afford losing them uh, I give him like a fuck you expression <laughs> and then I'm like if that's what I gotta do okay and he starts to walk out he picks he, he, he grabs his things and walks out all right. Um, Annie, I guess we got to babysit, so you want to come meet these guys? I I do. Uh, all right. New babysitters, yeah, I guess, huh? Yeah, I guess, uh, Katie, unless you want to say anything Mother? else, let's, Father? Head over to, <laughs> let's head over to the office. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. The bell goes off as we enter. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for adding the sound effect. Pre-edit. Yeah, of course. Ding, 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 ding. Wait, are we actually there? Is that okay, Blake? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No. No, go ahead and roll to walk in. Okay, hold on. See if you successfully <laughs> walk in. What do I? What is? What do I add to this? So add however many feet you have. Okay. <laughs> that's gonna be a seven. Seven? Yeah, you just barely partial success. Okay. <laughs> but so it tall. it like hits you as you walk in. It's <laughs> yeah, the door hits you as you walk in. All right, but we're there. We we You're spawn there. in. You're okay. there. All right. Good news. You're talking to me now. Feel free to celebrate. And I'm just going to go and sit in the chief's chair and put my feet up on his desk. Okay. Annie feels very awkward, not sure if she should sit or stand, but she ends up just standing and folding her hands in front of her and kind of trying to get a look at whatever wounds especially Atticus has got going on. Yeah, they seem fine. They seem probably about as 
fine as they're going to be right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Do we want to start with names, or how do you how do you want to play this, Rich Boy? Wait, listen. Why are you and your chief only talking to me? There's another person in well, this room. Every time I tried to talk to the lady, you just interrupted her and told her to stop talking, so now I'm kind of changing up my strategy here. So, name, mister? Uh, Michael Hargrove. Nice to meet you. Alright, well, he already said that you're a fucking salt, so I don't, I don't, know, I don't know who you're talking to right now, but it must not be me. <laughs> I mean, do you see what I'm wearing? You look like shit right now. I, I like. What are you? What are you bragging I know. about? Well, that's the thing. Is this station will not offer me any amenities? No shower. No soap. No fresh clothes. I am sitting here in bloody clothes. What? What kind of treatment is this? A, a well, I don't know if you thought you walked into a hotel, but we're not going to give you lodging. That's just not. I just don't understand why I'm being detained. Uh, I'm a victim. All right. Let me. You're right. You're right. So I'm working on another case, but I was told that I have to keep an eye on you two, I guess, until your lawyer gets here. We're not really used to dealing with that shit. So uh, do you guys want to come with me, or do you want to just sit here in the office? I'm afraid I'll have to refer to my attorney on that one. Let me get back to you. Is, is your attorney going to come with two if you decide that you want to go? or? No, the point is, is I don't want to go. You could have just said that. Like, you... Why'd you dodge it? <laughs> Can you repeat the question? Uh, listen. listen. This is this is crazy. Look, people already don't like you because you're rich and all the privileges you have. Do you have to be an asshole on top of it? Like, you're not making any friends here. Well, in my experience, rich and asshole do go together quite well. And and who are how who are who are you? Uh. Ma'am? Right. Sorry. Um, my name's Annie. Annie Byrne. I don't work at the station or anything. But Officer Ted and I had things to do today. Um, it would really be helpful to me if you would just come with us. I've got things that I need to do today, preferably. And um, I promise things get more interesting than sitting around a station and having repetitive conversations. Okay, I'm in. See, that's all you had to do. You just had to ask nicely and explain. Uh, I feel like I did ask, but sure, okay. I think nicely is the key word in that sentence. It takes him a while. (laughs) And Michael, are you in? Ugh. What time is it right now? It's still Ten. early, right? Oh. Ten. They're not going to be here till the evening. Uh, I'd rather not sit here for eight hours. Fine. Good, then. The church. What branches do they have out here? I'm really unfamiliar, but I think that's our next best lead. Yeah, it seems like it. Um... I'm not really religious, so I don't really get down there too often, but like I assume I know where to go, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty common knowledge. There's there's one main church in the Elysian district, at least, which is at the closest like inner point of of the Elysian district. Yeah, I know the way. 
So, and and Jetson comes over to you, Garner, and he he hands you part of the stack of papers that he handed the chief. He goes, um, the number that called about Lee, his his wife is here in in case you need it. Thank you. And here's the the transcript of the interview that Lee had. Let me know if you need anything else. I'll just be in the evidence room. <laughs> like, Do, what is okay. he doing? Like napping? Doing what? <laughs> He's, he whistles as he walks away. Can I read what the transcripts super guy? quick? <laughs> can you can you read the transcripts? Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's 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 a lot of what the chief was talking about. Specifically, he was saying he keeps repeating over and over that God told him to do it referring to the taking of his his child for uh, like it was like a day it wasn't like a huge kidnapping thing but he just took his child away from their home but the kid hasn't turned up the kid has turned up the kid has come back okay lee has since disappeared since they returned him back to the station and under a note of the number of lee's wife uh Ted, it says that she said that he had that Lee had never come home from the station, and she assumed that the station was still detaining him. Does Lee? Does it say like a surname for Lee? Uh, yes, Lee Claremont. All right, yeah. uh, church it is. Let's go. Okay, you all head to the church at the edge of the the inner edge of the district, and push past the crowds of people, past the labyrinth that lies in the center of the district. The church is a, it looks more like a, a crypt of some sort in that the, it's very long, like a long temple with these large stained glass windows on the sides of it. It is currently sanctioned off by this caution tape that is going around like part of the block keeping a a bit of distance and then there are a couple people in not traditional church garbs but they wear the what what are those things like the stoles or whatever of a priest but over a more traditional like black shirt button button down shirt and then black pants as well appear to be on on guard here ted you're a police officer you can get us past this right yeah, yeah, hopefully. And I'll just duck under the caution tape. Yeah, you see one of them gl- like glides over to you and just, excuse me, brother, I'm sorry, this place has been sanctioned off. Uh, I'm Officer Garner. Of the so. district police. Yeah, correct. I see. My name is Brother Guile. It is nice to meet you, Officer Garner. I'm afraid... This sector has been sanctioned off. From me? By order of the Walker family. And from the public? Yes, ma'am. Uh, all, all temporary congregations at the church have been moved uh, to the public library. So if you are looking for any sort of guidance, I can happily point you in that direction. What happened here? There was... And he, he, he looks around. One of our brothers had his life cut short. I'm Bye. very sorry to hear that. 
What was the cause? We, we at the church believe it has something to do with, well, our Lord. I kind of give a look to Ted, like, let me cook. <laughs> like, give me a second. <laughs> let, let her cook, cook Ted. Cook. And, brother, what would you suggest for those of us who may be encountering a similar crisis? A similar crisis? Such mm. as what? Well, I've been speaking to God. Recently? Yes. And what has God said? Well, things that make me nervous. Is, is there anyone I can sit down and have a chat with? Uh, hearing you say this, the other man in front of the church steps forward and he goes, Welcome, my child. My name is Father Abel. Perhaps I can answer some of these questions that you seek answers to. I have not seen your face before, or any of your faces, for that matter. Well, um, some of us are from out of town. Some of us are just new to this. I had a few questions for you, if that's all Please. right. Please, ask them. You should feel more than at home here. I don't mean to intrude or make anyone uncomfortable, but some people in my life have been disappearing after claims of speaking to God. Are you familiar with this phenomenon? He, he leans in close. People are being chosen around here. We have heard them tell of messages from the Lord. Some of them, as is common throughout history, cannot stand this discommunication. They cannot open up their souls and their minds enough to accept him. But that is not everyone. There are some that tell these prophecies see these visions, and still are with us. I haven't met anyone like that. If you could give us a way to reach them, that would be very helpful to me. I'm afraid we keep our prophets safe. But you've seen them, right, Father? Yes, I have. And they're okay, not ill. They are more than okay. They are living their lives the way that he would want them to. Just a few days ago, Brother Claremont came to us. He had told us these visions, and, and, and still he is with us. And how long do you plan on keeping him? Well, until the Lord's work is carried out. And the people who aren't cut out for it? who don't make it, what happens to them? I mean, they die. We know that. I'm afraid God is a concept that many cannot open themselves up to. We cannot question the work of the Lord, can we? 
just the people who work under him, I suppose. I think, um, I think I'm just afraid, like a lot of these people are, like you said, is normal. But if, if I knew someone who I suspected of being a prophet, what advice would you have for her? Wink. <laughs> I don't do that. I would tell her, dear, to listen, to follow God's guidelines. I might tell her that she does have something to fear, should she not. It was a pleasure meeting you. Yes. That didn't get us very far, did it? Uh, you see the shadow on the ground trail out in front of you, Annie. And it goes, no, it didn't. There is a dead end in front of you. There's only so much that people can know, people can tell you. Annie, I know what will happen to you if you don't believe. Would you like to see it for yourself? Um... I don't want anyone here to see me talking to myself. Yeah. So, um, I'll just turn, um, as if our conversation is over and, um, use those few moments of relative solitude to okay. murmur, I guess. Um, listen, maybe we can chat later. But now is not a good time to be receiving visions from God, okay? The bodies are in the church, Annie. How do I get in? Now is maybe not the best time to be receiving visions from God. <laughs> God is God sassy. Quips, God quips at you. God so, quips at me. Yeah. God, let, let God cook. Let God cook. God. So for those of you who can't see us, which is everyone listening to the podcast, Jacob is raising his hand. I am. Uh, and I'm only asking this not for metagaming reasons, but because she was being spoken to while I was looking directly at her, right? Okay. Is there any visual signs that she's acting weird? Like, obviously, I don't know if she's being talked to, but like... I think, yeah, I think Ted is your... I think you might pick up on this, that she's l glancing down at something. Muttering under her breath, that sort of thing. Especially because I think you're probably looking for it. Right. All right, well, I guess we just see her walk away. So I'm like, yeah, where, where are you going? I really just needed fresh air after all that. Um, Listen, I think we need to find a way into that church. Why would they have it roped off if they didn't have something to hide? Right? Well, didn't, didn't someone die? So, it's a crime scene. Right, and you're a detective. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, the reason they had it roped off was because someone died. Exactly. But you couldn't get us in. Yeah, that's kind of... The church is technically above me. Above all the cops. That's just kind of how it works. So you're not even curious? No, we're gonna go back. I'm, I'm just explaining. Okay. That's how it works, yeah. Um... The thing is, I don't really want to piss off. I've already pissed enough people off with just what we were doing last night. 
And I really don't want to piss the church off, because then that means, like, the real higher-ups are going to start realizing I exist. And that's not really nice. Let's, um, I don't know, see if we can find a way into this place. If someone wants to observe a situation, it would probably be good. All right, I got it. Okay. I I think Atticus isn't involved enough in this to... He's like, whatever. (laughs) Perception? Eleven. Eleven. Wow, big. Okay. Yeah. So you can ask two questions from this list. What is my best way through this? Which is probably good. Yeah. Uh, what currently poses the biggest threat? What can I use to my advantage? What should I be on the lookout for? What is being hidden from me? And what seems strange about this? Well, definitely what is my best way through this? Okay. And then, and then we will also do what should I be on the lookout for? Okay. So your best way through this, you you walk around the building. You see that on the sides there are these large stained glass windows. But on the back corner, there is a regular window that was obscured a little bit by just how large the you know, cobblestone walls were. The, or I guess stone brick walls. You see that there is a smaller window that is obscured but a little higher than the other stained glass windows, not in not in like a stained glass, you know, way. But anyway, this window is slightly ajar to let the air in, but it's probably, we'll say 10 feet up. Okay. And then what should you be on the lookout for? So obviously these two that are in the front are guarding it. I will say, what should you be on the lookout for, though? There is someone moving around inside. You hear, as you're walking around the building, you hear someone talking inside. Lightly, but you should probably be on the lookout for them. Okay. I'll um, I'll point out the window and be like, there's a window, probably our best way in, but it's 10 feet up, so we got to get up there. And then there's at least one person inside, so we got to keep nice and quiet because... Uh, could be more i don't know i just heard talking so unless they're talking to themselves maybe they're praying i don't know all right so we're gonna break into this church now um you you know really i i don't know how involved i should be messing uh, with the walker's business you mind if i just wait out here I, i do mind actually unfortunately okay well the problem is i can't really get yeah caught doing this uh i could you know you could might you could maybe get away with it you're a detective whatnot but uh it, i i i cannot be here well i see your point um but we're all gonna be equally breaking the law in about five seconds so yeah i, I- think it would be a lot easier for someone like you to get out of a bad situation than it would be for why i don't know why me specifically you've got all 10 fingers don't you i don't know how many times i have to explain this in a two-day period i need all my fingers to make clothes okay (laughs) every time you say you're like i just don't believe you (laughs) well i don't believe that i'm being compelled to break the law by a law enforcement officer well there's no belief in that because you just are 
is the thing. You don't have to believe. I'm, I'm just, we're going to go do that. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'll keep an extra eye out on you if shit goes down to make sure that you don't get in any trouble, if that helps. Or you guys have fun and I carry on with my business. Which is what? Getting back to the place where you buy fabric. That is what I was traveling to. Um, what is this place? Uh, the Elysian District Four. <laughs> All right, this is bad. This is not good. <laughs> All right, Seamster. It seems to me that we gotta go in that church. <laughs> You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> You're absolutely fired. Please keep it in. Uh, keep keep no them all way. in. Keep them all. Blooper so reel. Blooper if, reel. If I end. decided on that one, that was the that was the third alternate quip that Jacob gave us because his other two were so heinous. Okay. We're Listen, going to the church. <laughs> Listen, Dot and I had one hell of a night. I. In, in no shape to be running and hiding and evading priests or whatever the hell we're doing. I don't even know what we're doing in there. I, I didn't think this... I thought we were going to be questioned. I kind of just wish I had answered your questions at this point. Why am I going in there? Because people are dying and we need to put a stop to that because that's not good. <sighs> Listen... Enough people died last night. I, I don't even know what's going on here. This isn't really any of my business. But, <sighs> At Atticus, um, you you can do whatever you like. But I stare absolute daggers at you when you say my name. <gasps> oh um, shit! Brutal. Fuck. Doth. I did not mean to do that. Atticus, salt. You caught me, all right? What? To be fair, (laughs) the cat was basically out of the bag. Well, I guess we're just doing whatever the fuck we want now, so let's go. You know what? You guys have made a friend with assault, and now I will go help you in your endeavors. How about this? If this sweetens the pot, obviously it was pretty clear who you were the entire time, but... (laughs) Tell you what, you participate in this little endeavor willingly. I'll make sure your actual name doesn't get put on any documentation that could come back to you. Deal? Deal. Let's just hope I don't have to use what's in this case. I feel like I probably should have asked about that with that comment, but, uh, okay. Alright. How are we getting in here? Um, there's a window. We gotta get up to it. Right. Well, I'm in no shape to put anyone on my shoulders. No. Well, I am. So let's uh, start there, and then we'll figure out how I'm getting up. You said it was like ten feet. Yeah. If someone's, if you stand on shoulders, then you could probably. Well, I could maybe get in first, and then. Well, if if someone else up. Ted, I mean, if you wanted, if you could, I mean, get. Annie and I inside, and then we could both pull you in. Yeah, that that'd be great. 
Okay, so who's standing on someone's shoulders? I think the Goyles are going to okay. head up Go first. ahead and... Um, so I need one of you to roll act under pressure for me. Who's got Who's got better act under pressure? So what is that coolness? Is it coolness? I've yeah, it's coolness. Zero to coolness. So, so uh, two. I'll roll coolness. Okay, oh. Annie. I think you're rolling, and then she's so. We'll cool. do Ted. You can roll to help. And then we'll just make that the rule for all four of you, I think. And this is plus yeah, coolness. Yeah. Or we'll we'll make you. I guess I'll make two rolls total. So. I rolled an eleven. Okay. I rolled a twelve. Oh my. Okay. Gosh. So so okay. So we all, we Ted, you can you can modify the roll by plus two. So thirteen total. Okay. So yeah. So Ted, you hoist Annie up into the window. He just she launches me. Reaches down. Uh, she she pulls up the window the rest of the way and then hoists herself up. She reaches down, brings you up with her, and then Atticus and Dot, are you doing the same thing? I I thought I would just do. Yeah, I would just have Ted help me up. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, wait and then probably be pulled up at the end if that's okay. Oh, okay. And then how is Atticus getting up? I was gonna. I thought I was boosting them all, and then they were gonna. Oh, okay, me okay, that's fine. Atticus that's fine. is a lean boy. That's fine. Um, then we'll just make each of you, well, how, we'll have all three of you roll then, uh, Dot and Atticus, and then you can just all use that plus two from Ted. And this oh, is yeah. act under pressure? Yeah, so you, you both roll act under pressure. <laughs> oh, good. Good thing I got a plus two. Uh, I got plus seven two. total. Seven total, okay. Oh my God. And Dot? I got a five total. With, with the plus two, you got a five? No, 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 no. That's a seven total. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. So, yeah. So it says you do it, but you hesitate, are delayed, or must deal with a complication. Jam reveals an unexpected outcome, a high price, or a difficult choice. Hmm. Okay. Um. Let's hey, see. while you decide this, could I roll for my daredevil advantage? I believe um, this, would this qualify as a dangerous situation? Yeah. As you're as you're as you're coming in the other side of the window. Yes. I'm realizing I didn't role play that very well. Oopsie. Um, How dare you? I think I have a plus one of that. Oh, that's pretty good. I got an eight. An eight? So I get okay. two edges, and I can two spend edges. them any time during the scene. Okay. I'm going to do keep my eyes open to discover a threat before it discovers me. Okay. And can I just choose that one twice? Probably not. Um, okay, I mean, I'll it probably won't come up twice. I'll get the jump on them then. Okay. Okay, awesome. So... I think the hesit or the complication is as Ted, you are you hoist the three of them up and so Annie goes up smoothly, reaches down and helps Dot up and then Atticus up. And at the bottom you hear one of the people out front before you've been hoisted up, out front of the church go, Do you hear that? Do you hear that, brother? And start to walk around the side of the building. Uh, is anyone reaching their hand down from the window? I mean, I think they're starting to, but you're so far down. You're four feet down, so they're going to have to do a little bit of a chain. So they're not nearly to the point where you're going to be able to do that easily. You probably still could, but it's not going to be like a safe maneuver. Is this 
taking place like is it like alleyway and one side is the church or is it kind of like open the side no it's pretty it's pretty open uh streets on all sides of the church although you are at the back corner so you could probably reasonably run around the back of the church okay but i guess there's not anything i could like try to jump off of to give me any additional height or anything oh i see your i see your point i'll say a little parkour action go ahead and if you want if you want to just try to get in there and shortcut the human chain go ahead and roll act under pressure for me okay plus coolness again be cool be so cool it's pretty good that's a nine nine okay so still a mixed Mm. success i think i think you jump up on top of there's you pull over a, a trash can from the street and you jump on top of it and grab onto Annie's arm as she's she's reaching down and I will say I will say this Annie it is much more force than you were expecting and so I think either you let Ted go or this makes a very loud noise as you like at first of all I think the the can comes clattering down and you are probably have to gonna have to like grunt and pry your way to get him through the window. I Jacob just made a cut that out <laughs> motion, but I was leaning toward loud noise. Okay. So yeah, you you just barely catch Ted and as you sort of drop him, but you you keep a hold of his hand, you just drop him a little bit in the air, his foot kicks over the can that he had stood on, and you hear as the metal comes clattering onto the cobblestone, and you hoist him through the window as they go, uh, brother, I think someone's trying to get in. We can, And they round the corner as you bring Ted up through the window and slam it shut. Sorry. Fuck. Okay. This just what are we looking at? Yeah, yeah. Here, you are standing on a in a back room that is on an upper level it walks out into the balcony over the main chapel with the pews i take a look at my shadow is it doing anything is it pointing is it saying anything no okay okay well well they're not gonna have bodies on display or anything like that there's got to be some kind of back room we can enter right well you're in a back room you have not gone into the main chapel oh a different one <laughs> yeah all right yeah let's let's try that um fuck let's, let's try to make it quick i guess let's run i i don't know are you going out onto the balcony yes taking a peek first to make sure that we're not gonna get busted immediately. Okay, who's who's taking a peek? I think actually Annie. I will. Okay, I think I'd take the the heart's pumping. Someone's got to make a decision, so he's just go ahead and observe a situation for me. Observe a situation. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a ten. That's a ten. Okay, so go ahead and ask two questions from that list. Okay. Um, what should I be on the lookout for? I guess, or do I can ask different questions in those, right? Yeah, if yeah, okay. any sort of like what general What do I question. see? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell I'll tell you that with oh, okay. question. All right. Then uh, what currently poses the biggest threat as I open the door? Okay. 
So you open the door and peek out. And you see, you are standing on the balcony now. You see down in the pews, in every pew, in each row, there is a corpse laid out, facing upwards, looking at the sky, all in the same pose with one arm on their chest, the other down at their side. They have mostly been stripped into something like loincloth. There are about 15 of these bodies. And as for what- just have bodies on display. (laughs) And as for what currently poses the biggest threat to you, you see there is a man walking through the rows with a large blade and he is hacking off parts of the corpses. 